welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. You guys, I am so excited to introduce you all to Elizabeth Goddard or Lizzie, who her and I go way back. She has known me since the first year of my coaching business, since we believe 2016, maybe longer. Lizzie has worked with me in quite a few different of my programs. However, it's been a while. It's been a long time, it feels like, since we have caught up and chatted. And so I'm so excited to have her on the show. And the reason I'm really excited to have her on the show and the thing I I feel is kind of juicy about this episode is Lizzie and I have completely different opinions on a lot of things. And it's, I feel like saying opinions is even like a little too harsh. Is that a harsh word? I don't know. But the way we do things is really different. The way we see pricing is really different. She really loves low-end offers. I really love high-end offers. And some of the ways that she does her marketing is very different than me. And obviously, our businesses are completely different. Meanwhile, I've been able to scale my business to and pass multiple six figures. And she's been able to scale her business to multiple six figures. So just to have the opportunity to bring someone on who doesn't do business exactly like me, that maybe some of you will really resonate and see yourselves in and and finally feel a real permission slip to do it differently is so exciting for me because while I love the way that I do business and Lizzie loves the way that she does business, um, after having this episode, I can say that we both agree there really is no right way and there really is no wrong way. As long as you're doing things in a way that feel easy and fun for you and allow you to deliver the work that you have to people who need it and who want it, then go on, do it the way you want to do it. That's the key. That's why both of us have seen success. If either one of us tried to force ourselves to do it the way that the opposite one does it, it just, it just would not work. And I think a lot of you will really resonate with Lizzie as well because she's grown her business through also having chronic fatigue syndrome, um, which can slow you down and make you feel like you can't hit the goals that you want to hit, but she's made her business work around that. And the other thing that I find so beautiful and so incredible, but also like, how did you do it? So insane is um, just a couple years ago, her and her wife adopted their two young daughters, two under two, which is, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Last year I had Ruby and I was a new mom and I know how hard that is. And I know what a transition that is. And to imagine having two young babies, basically at the same time, becoming a new mom that way. 
but they did it. They're both so incredible. And, um, Lizzie has some incredible things to share about that journey as well, as well. And how she made her business work for her during that time, because pushing through that type of thing, just, it ain't it. It ain't it ladies. So Anyway, you guys, Lizzie is a UK-based online business strategist and educator for entrepreneurs looking to simplify their businesses for maximum success with minimum effort. Over her five years in business, she's helped over 9,000 students learn how to do business the easy, fun, and profitable way. Lizzie has grown her business to multiple six figures, all while breaking almost all of the marketing rules. True story. Um, As a self-described email marketing nerd, tech geek, affiliate marketing lover, mindset magician, her end goal is to always help online business owners have more fun, make things easier for themselves, and implement faster. Lizzie lives outside of Nottingham, UK. I really hope I said that right. With her wife and two young daughters. And after they go to bed, you can find her watching Trashy TV and answering questions on Facebook. My kind of girl, I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Let's get in to the episode. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I am here with Elizabeth Goddard, who I'm so excited to get to chat with today because we have been connected for a long time um, in all different ways, but it's been a long time since we've gotten to catch up. So hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Like you just said, we go way, way back. (laughs) Yeah. Five years, maybe, maybe longer. I have no clue. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> At least, I think I knew about you from like mid-2016 maybe. And then I think I started working with you in 2017. Yeah. Um, so yeah, five five years probably at least. Oh my gosh, so crazy. So it's about time to have you on the show. And we're going to talk all about breaking the rules, doing it your own way, discovering what works for you. But before we dive into all of that, can you just let everyone know who you are, what you do? Yeah. So I'm Elizabeth Goddard and I'm an online business strategist, still possibly best known for being one of the first four ConvertKit certified experts, but that's not so much the focus of my business anymore. And I help online business owners learn online businessy things. I do all sorts of different trainings and courses And I'm all about doing things faster, making things fun, making things easier, and just like playing and experimenting in your business rather than it being really heavy and structured almost. (laughs) And then can we like brag on you a little bit and also give some perspective into like what you've really created? Because you've built a multi six-figure business with chronic fatigue uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. syndrome. I was really, I'm like, it's not symptom. It's not symptom. And you and your wife have two little girls. Like that's incredible. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster few years, but it keeps getting better and better. And somehow it's working. Like, I feel like I have created a life that I can live fully in and live freely in, one might say, um, that that works for me. And I know 
that, you know, if I had a nine to five job or anyone else's life wouldn't work for me, but I'm really fortunate that I've been able to create something that, that works. And certainly over the last year, like it's really started working. Um, I mean, it's been doing well for a long time, but last year it more than doubles and yeah, it's all, it's all systems go now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So good. And I love that you're making that point. Like you really couldn't be doing this in a regular nine to five job, which is such the beauty of having a business. But I don't think, even though that's why we start a business for freedom, I don't think people always really realize that. So was there a time where you were kind of trying to fit yourself into a box or feeling like maybe this couldn't work for you because of the things you were going through? Like, was there a time? Cause I know now you're all about breaking the rules and finding your own way. Yeah. So I think when I, the first couple of years, so I started as a VA and then I became more of a tech VA 2015, 2016. And the first couple of years, like I was really doing the hourly retainer model. So I'm however much I am an hour and there's only so many hours in a day that you can work. And it, wasn't clear at that point, like how I was going to be able to grow it. Um, but as it, as I sort of stepped into being more me and experimenting and playing and trying things, it just started to work better and better. And as I, what sort of happened, a lot of, a lot of the things I've done that have been most successful, I did them as a bit of an experiment just to see what would happen with like no um, attachment to the any given outcome. And quite a few of them worked really, really well, which in turn has allowed me to like turn around and teach what I have accidentally experimented with and figured out to my audience. So, and I think most people who have any success are doing that. Like I always ask my clients and students, like, what have you done that has been really successful that nobody told you to do? And nearly everybody has an example of it, yet we still spend so much like time and effort trying to do what somebody else told us without acknowledging that the things we just did for fun to experiment nearly always are the most successful. Oh my gosh. Do you know what's so funny is I literally was just having a conversation with a client on Boxer before this. Like, um, I'm running a course right now live, which is really fun. And she asked like, how do you come up with this content in your, your program? Like, (laughs) is it channeled? Is it just from, I don't think she used the word experimenting, but like essentially, and that's like my most powerful programs. It's like, yeah, of course. Like I just, I'm teaching on money right now. So it's like, as I was growing my own income in the last six months, I've come up with little things with, you know, intuitively thinking of them, whatever, that nobody really taught me. And then when they work, I get to teach it to people. And that's how we create our own unique, not just way for us, but, but to put into the world. And it's, it's, it's easy in the, probably with anything, right? Cause we're always, no matter what business you have or what you're trying to do in your life, you're going to learn how to do it. You're going to try to, but especially in this online coaching world to just like keep hiring people to keep trying to find the way, which, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm so guilty of like, <laughs> <Me the past. laughs> oh my God, I spent so long trying to do that. And it did really click. Like, 
oh yeah, you're going to learn little things from people, but um, you'll make it your own and you'll come up with your own completely unique things. And that's what creates your unique way. Hey, real quick, if you're loving this episode and you want to make my day, take a quick screenshot, upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me at underscore the Taylor Lee. I literally love seeing you guys pop up in my DMs, getting to say hi to you. Plus it helps other people find the show, which you guys know means the absolute world to me. And then I get to share you with my audience. So it's a win-win. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Back to the show. And it, it doesn't even have to be that you are, te- so I think there's this like, you don't even have to teach people in terms of here's what you should do to have the results I've had. Like most yeah. of my successes have been, I have basically put out offers where I've said, I'm doing this thing. It's working really well for me. Would you like to pay to learn what I am doing? And people say, yes. And I teach them and they try it themselves and they get similar results. And then over time, each time I re-release it or whatever, like I've got more and more weight and I can more confidently say, do these things and Mm -hmm. you will get these results. But you don't have to do that from the get-go. And I think everyone, you know, it's like the imposter syndrome thing. It's kind of like, you can just say, would you like to learn what I'm doing? here's the price and people can say yes or no. And then over time that snowballs into you becoming like an air quotes, the expert on it. Like it becomes a thing that you have created like a process or a framework or whatever. Um, but you don't, you don't have to do that from the get go to teach what you are doing. As long as you're not saying necessarily like you will get the same results as me because people people, it's the reason people love behind the scenes. People love, like, I love sharing my thought process. I'm not saying you're going to have the same results, but if you try, you might. And then when people do, then you can not claim those results, but like people will say that they got it from you and your, your like expert status grows from there. Yeah. Then it's not just you getting those results from it. It's others too. So can you, I have questions about this because I know some people really struggle with just letting themselves experiment, obviously, which is why we're here, but can you give us an example? Like when is a time, the first time or or a really successful time where you did something that felt different and it worked? So a really, probably my like main one is Day of Voxer. So I... After my wife and I had adopted our two little girls, they were five months and 17 months when they first came to us. Oh my gosh. Um, Which is crazy because when I was working with you years ago, I think I wrote about how I wanted to adopt siblings one day. And then I was was reading back over it recently, something I'd like a long list of like goals that I'd said to you. And so many of them come true now. It's crazy. Anyway, um, and I just had no time anymore to work. Like I thought mum brain was to do with the hormones, but it turns out it's to do with the tiredness. And I was not, (laughs) I did not escape mum brain. Um, As I'm sure you know all about that. Mm -hmm. So I, in the past, I had given Voxer access as part of some of my offers 
Um, and I had also signed up to work with people for like ongoing Voxer access where that is the offer in and of itself, this ongoing Voxer access idea. But the problem I sort of found, look, it worked all right, but like the problem I sort of found was that the conversation was a little bit slow. Like if each person checks in a couple of times a day, it's not a very, it's more of a quick snippets rather than a deeper conversation. And the other problem was quite often I'd find the, the onus on instigating the questions and the conversation was on the client, which isn't a problem in and of itself, but quite often it wasn't necessarily getting used very effectively. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, so I'm short on time. I like Voxer. don't want to do calls anymore. And I was wondering, well, I wonder what would happen if, and I play this game all the time. Like, I wonder what would happen if I offered people access to talk to me on Voxer just for one day. So we go back and forth over a it's currently an 11 hour period. Um, it started off 13 hours when I tried it and we go back and forth on Voxer and that's it. It's just the day instead of being an hour call or being, you know, a week or month of Voxer access. So I tested it out with some people for free and it just went really well. Like it was this leisurely conversation. You could take time with your answers. I could, still be a mum and go about my day and just like duck out occasionally to listen and reply. And, you know, people would go on these like free talking rambles, but there was so much magic in there and it just started to work. So then I put it out to um, like intro pricing. So I think I did about $150 um, initially. And I just... I sold so many spots and they were so much fun to do. And people were signing up for my other things. Like I realized once I'd had a conversation with someone on Voxer, I did a day of Voxer with them, like that connection I had with them was so much stronger and they bought other things. And then I noticed more and more people were starting to say, I want to book a day of Voxer with you to ask how to do a day of Voxer. And I'm like, this is not efficient. I have to keep saying again and again how to do it. So I did a, a little training called Rock Your Day of Voxer Offer. And it was just a, it was a paid live training and it was a couple of hours long. And I sold a bunch of them and that was great. And then people really started trying it. Like the people who come to that training really started trying it. And it it really started to take off. So out of this random, and now it's in, you know, it's in an evergreen funnel and I've done quite a few five-figure launches for it. And originally this idea of like, I wonder what would happen if I were to offer a day of Voxer has now become a one-to-one offer that I love. I've never done any type of one-to-one offer more than twice before. So I've tried power hours. I've tried my three-month coaching package. I've tried day rates. I've tried intensive VIP. I've tried so many types of one-to-one offers. And this was the very first one I've done more than two of. I've done, oh gosh, dozens and dozens of day of Voxers now. So not only do I have a a one-to-one offer that feels so good and I love to do and it fits in with my lifestyle, but I've now also got a course that people can take and they can have 
the same results. But the course itself, I'm really teaching people to make it work for them and adapt it. So some people, some of my students of that course do half days. Some of them, I've more recently started doing an hour of Voxer instead of a phone call, like a Zoom call. Um, I do Voxer office hours for my group programs. And it's just evolved into this thing that works for my business and it works for other people's businesses. And had I not just gone and tried it, um, I would never have discovered it and known that it would work so well. So that's my, that's my main, that's my biggest and best result from like my random wondering what would happen if. I love, I love that so much. And I love how it evolved into so many different things. And I really liked, um, that question you pointed out of just like, it just starts from wondering what Mm -hmm. would happen if, so it kind of sounds like when you're rubbing up against like, and it doesn't even sound like there was a big issue, right. With how you were seeing Voxer be done and things like that. It's just like, you, you could kind of tell like, Hmm, this isn't the most efficient or the Mm -hmm. most supportive in some cases it's just that wondering instead of, it's so easy to kind of take it, take business and planning your business model and your offers and your marketing a little too serious. Don't you think? Yeah. And I sort of like think not everything needs to be a strategic business decision. And if anything, my, the best things I end up doing in my business were not strategic business decisions but then they were done because it felt fun to do that. But then they turn out to have been great ideas that worked really, really well for me. So another example is I have never had a free Facebook group. I, I've wanted a free Facebook group in the past, but I, I didn't want one at the same time. And eventually, instead of opening a free Facebook group, I opened a client student only group. So anyone who had ever worked with me, who had bought a $10, you know, training from me, anyone who had ever given me money, got an invite into this Facebook group, Team EBG's Party Pad it's called. And I love it so much. The energy is so different to large open free groups because everyone's somewhat connected to me because they have bought something from me. And I just did it because that felt fun. And I have made so much money directly from that because people buy from me again and again and again, because that's the group I show up in. That's And it's my goal to get people in there by buying something small. And it wasn't a strategic business decision to launch that group, but in hindsight, it has been great for my business. And I've got so many examples of things that I just did for fun without any attachment to the outcome turned out to be the best things I've done. And in the same way that I say this to my like clients, like, what have you, like, we don't acknowledge when we do things that are really clever be just because it was fun like we always feel like if we weren't taught it we downplay our own genius almost (laughs) I love it I think thinking like this in your business is really a way of staying in your power not giving your power away to what someone more successful than you farther along than you thinks is the right way because 
the truth is, is it's just the right way for them. Maybe you'll learn something yeah. from it, but doesn't mean you're going to have their entire business model. In fact, I don't think you will. Cause that's what I like to point out to clients is when I think of like, if I just think of maybe five people, five first five people that come to mind that are just like really successful in the industry, right? It's like, none of them are doing the exact same thing. No. At all. Like, honestly, not even really slightly. Like they're all, they all have their own complete unique business model and they all sell and teach that business model. But it's like, yeah, you just get to take what really works for you and and leave what doesn't. And I say too, like, tweak what mostly works, which is kind of, it sounds yes. like it's kind of what you do with box. You're like, Ooh, I like this. And it's mostly working. And even the group, it's like, obviously there was something about the Facebook group thing. Yeah. That is change it a little bit. Yeah. You Definitely. just tweaked it for you. I love that. So I actually want to back up and ask you a question kind of unrelated to this, but it's kind of controversial with pricing. Mm-hmm. So you said that you ran the Voxer days at first for free for a couple people. And then you went into more of an intro price. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that since then they probably cost more. Yes, but not, they're not, they're currently at the time of recording $500 for a day of Voxer. That's so insane. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing, like, like you just said, like I have worked with you in so many of your programs over the years and my business and my pricing structure and all of that has never looked anything like yours. Like I have learned so much from you and done so much with you, but I've never followed what you said in terms of making my business look like yours, but it's obviously been very influenced by yours. So you can take what your mentors teach you and show you and make it your own because if you follow them blindly, it won't work. But anyway, yes, pricing. <laughs> so can you share, because it kind of sounds like you don't regret that at all, which I think is amazing. And anyone that listens to this podcast knows I love charging high end and I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of benefits to it, but I love people like you that can come into my world and, and just stick to whatever pricing feels good for you. And I really believe everyone should do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. Some clients come to me and they're like, I want to charge $500 for this. And some are like, I want to charge 5,000. Like that's an inner thing I believe. So can you just talk a little bit, like maybe with that specifically or not, like, why would you do something for free? Why would you not? How do you decide this? That sort of thing. Especially when maybe you see a lot of people saying charge super high end, charge 10 K all those things. I've never super resonated with charging high end and but it's interesting because there's just quite a lot of factors at play when I was a ConvertKit certified expert I mean I'm still a ConvertKit certified expert but when ConvertKit was a huge chunk of my business I very very confidently was almost definitely charging the most of all the ConvertKit certified experts like I knew I was one of the very best in the world, if not the best in the world at ConvertKit. And I very much had this energy of someone has to charge the most. It might at least be me. And I very shamelessly charged, like by the time I finished doing one-to-one ConvertKit work, I was charging $200 an hour for like done-for-you tech ConvertKit work, which is... I mean, I had a a coach once who I told her I was putting up my rates to from 65 to 100 an hour. 
for ConvertKit work. And she said, that's too high. No one's going to pay that. And I did it and I got like two clients the following week. So it was fine. But by the end, people were happily paying me 200. So, but then on the flip side, as I started to introduce more like coaching and strategy type work into my business. And I think this was happening a lot when I was working with you. Mm-hmm. I really struggled to feel comfortable. And it was such an odd juxtaposition of my confidence with ConvertKit and being so happy to charge a lot versus my confidence with the strategy stuff. But what's happened over time, because so my kind of like business model is a multi-offer business. This is what like a lot of people teach, like have one signature offer and like get that working and do that. And I'm far too multi-passionate, get bored super quickly, don't want to talk about the same thing all the time. So I have so many different offers in my business, so many different income streams. Like I sold over 20 separate offers last year. Um, and I do a lot of affiliate marketing. So I get about 30% of my income's affiliate income and just all these different income streams. And it means that none of them are bringing in that much money in their own right, but collectively they're all bringing in a lot. So what happens is because there is a lot of money coming in, I'm not actually that attached to the amount coming in from any one type of offer. And because there's enough coming in, so you know the quote, and I hate the quote, but like, know your worth, charge your worth, that whole thing. Uh I feel as though because I know my worth, I can charge whatever I want. And that can be really, really low if I want. So sometimes I'll put out you know, trainings and courses for like, I've got one on Black Friday for $9 just because that felt fun. I could have charged hundreds of dollars for that. And you've done a similar thing in the past. You've put out sometimes just like randomly really low cost things for like entry prices and stuff, intro prices. And I think it's just, it's part of having fun. Like I have fun with my pricing. And I want, because I have so many different offers and they're all on specific things, people buy from me again and again and again and again. And I've got all these offers at all these price points and people collect them like Pokemon. And overall, they're paying me quite a lot. I do now have a higher ticket group coaching program. So it's called The Profitable Playground, and it's $5,500 for six months. Um, But I only introduced that in, launched that in August last year. Up until that point, the most expensive individual thing I had, I've never really gone over 500. I think, I think, I think genuinely the most expensive thing I've ever really done is up to about 500, apart from my $5,500 program now. But that's what just would you work- say for like, um, cause you just said your Voxer day is like 500. So what would you say is your average price for like a course or something more passive? 
You guys, I am so excited to announce that we have a few spots open right now in the inner circle, which is my high level mastermind for women who are ready to create their quarter of a million dollar year and beyond. So if you are one of my six figure badass listeners and you are so ready for 20K months and beyond, then my mastermind, the inner circle is for you and is proven to help women get there. You will get access to my quarter of a million dollar coach training program, unlimited group boxer access with me. I'm in there every day, Monday through Friday, talking to the women, which means you're going to learn from other women's questions. You're always going to have some type of motivational audio clip in there from me to really keep you inspired and and motivated and focused and working on the right things, most importantly, and two group Zoom calls a month. We keep this container to 12 women max, so every question you put in Voxer is guaranteed to get answered, and if you show up for those Zoom calls, you are guaranteed time on that call to talk to me on video, face-to-face, and work through whatever it is you need. Planning your month, planning your launch, getting in the right mindset, shifting your mindset, um, strategizing how to make more sales, all the things that I know you guys want help with. Plus that training program I mentioned literally lays out step-by-step how I went from six figures to multiple six figures, everything from the business model to the pricing to the lead generation and the audience growth and the the content and the selling and the automation and everything that you are going to need. So if this is you, If you're making six figures and you are so ready for more, then you can go to thetaylorlee.com slash inner circle to apply. And after you apply, I will be in touch via email or on Instagram DM um, to chat with you about getting started and we can get you onto our next call and into our Voxer chat and into that training program and slaying your quarter of a million, maybe half a million dollar year. So a lot of my courses are 200, 300, 400 in the hundreds, the low hundreds, most things I've got. And then I've got quite a lot of things at a hundred. I've got quite a lot of things at 50. I've got quite a few things at 30 and I think it's because I've got so many different things and people buy from me again and again and again that the the like lifetime value of someone in my audience works out to be plenty high enough to have a multi six figure business without individual people needing to spend a huge amount with me. And I just I don't know, I just I I prefer it it's like, yeah, I just think I prefer it like that. And I've just, I, I think I've had a, a few years ago, I had a big epiphany that I just didn't, yes, I could charge high end, but I didn't want to charge high end. Like the type of business I've got and the type of audience I've got, I want that variety of prices and I want them to be slightly lower. But at the same time, I've now got a $5,500 thing. Um, which plenty of people buy. So but there it, is a gap though. between 500 and 5,500. <laughs> you know, I love that you're saying this. That's why I wanted to ask about your courses because people will come to me and they'll be like, you know, I don't charge. And I, I feel like we've probably had a similar conversation in some way or another. Yes. I don't <laughs> charge what you charge. I don't even really know if I want to, 
And can I still make as much money as you are? Can I still even get to six figures or multi six figures? And you're just proof that you can. And I'll say, I think people can come to me and work with me, even if they don't want to have a business that looks like mine at all. Like I'm so here for that and we can get Mm -hmm. you there. And I'm also okay with the fact that like, sometimes we need someone that is doing it a little more similar and is leading the way in that exact space. And so they might go to you or someone that's more into the lower prices, just because that feels like, um, you know, kind of more of a little bit of like a mirror of what they're really wanting. And I think that's yes. what's really cool about you doing it your own way too, is like, not only did you do it your own way and it works better for you that way, but your proof, like I can, I can come on the podcast all day and be like, you guys, you can charge whatever you want and do it. And it's like, yeah, but Taylor, <laughs> look what you charge. Like, but then you can come on and it's like, it can really click with people, which I just like, I really do appreciate. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who are like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> But it's it's also, it's it's not even just about the price of my offers. Like right. I made over six figures last year from affiliate income. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that. I'm like, Ooh. Isn't something I've ever worked with a coach or mentor for? Like I've just, I, I feel like my approach to affiliate marketing is so lazy. I don't really pay attention to it. I've just mastered like lazy affiliate marketing. And it, it's this other income stream. And quite often the payments I receive from people I'm an affiliate for, people in my audience have bought from them are higher than the price of my courses myself. But <laughs> that's okay. But also at the same time, that gives me proof that people, my audience will pay more because they're paying other people more. So if you want to have a lower end business model, you're either going to need a bigger audience, other income streams beyond directly your offers, or lots of offers so people can buy from them again and again. If you want a lower income, and if you want to make big money with a lower ticket business you know, I love that. And I don't feel like, and I mean this in like a good way. <laughs> I don't feel like your audience <laughs> is like huge or anything like that. Like, no, 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 not at all. I just feel like your audience is very loyal. Which yeah. Is amazing. And like you said, like you could just have a lot more offers. I have a lot, like I just create things and people, they buy, they don't, they don't think they just buy at this point. Well, it's and such greater pricing. I'm like, oh it's, my gosh. Of exactly. It's, it's because each thing I create, and it works for my brain, each thing I create is very, very specific on a specific thing. There is no overlap kind of like at all between my offers. And I find that when I was, like I have tried doing, uh, it's never been higher ticket, but I've done higher touch group coaching in the past. And it wasn't on a specific topic. There wasn't any content or curriculum. And it really stressed me out. And I sometimes felt like I was dragging them through Mm. this like three month container or whatever it is. And I sort of had an epiphany at some point. I'm just like, everything I create needs to be, everything I sell needs to be specific. So now I can be like, this is what you will learn. This is the price. And that exchange of like 
energy just feels so much neater and so much cleaner. Whereas before, and I think this is me at the higher price points and why I don't, it stresses me out more is because I don't want to, I feel like at those higher price points, and I know this is not true because I've played those, paid those higher price points. Some people can think like they expect you to be everything and give them everything they need. Whereas I want to give people specific things and it's one of several things they need. Like I don't want to ultimately be responsible for someone's success or not. And I feel like at the higher price points, maybe that happens, but then I also know that's not true at all. Right. I know that the more someone pays, the less they pull on you and need you and the better clients they often are. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And like, I really do love this being, being specific. Here is the price. Here is the specific, what you will learn or what you will be able to do. Do you want it? Yes or no. And that energy has been a game changer in my business in terms of, yeah, that energy has just worked for me and I've, yeah. But I know some people, they would much rather get one person to pay a big amount and that energy feels much better to them. Well, and you know, I wish that, um, more people could really, I think there's like a lot of shame, like as a client, when you really don't want to do things, how your coach is doing it, or you don't really resonate or, or even if it's yeah. not your coach, but it's just like the industry. Cause there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that are pretty standard, but of course not everyone resonates with. It's like, just, I just want everyone to know, like, you don't need to have any shame or feel like you're not good enough, or there's something wrong with you because you don't want to charge what someone charges. You don't want to do Mm -hmm. high end or, or whatever. Some people don't want to do any one-on-one coaching at all. They just want to sell trainings and courses or, or vice versa. Right. Some people don't want to sell a course at all. They just like despise the idea of it, but they feel like they have to. My point is, is like, you don't need to feel bad about yourself. You don't have to have any shame around that. In fact, I think it's awesome (laughs) because it's like, look at you doing it your own way. Like, I love that. And so with what you were saying about like, that feeling of like, okay, higher ticket clients, it might feel like there's more like maybe you didn't necessarily say these exact words, but like a little bit more pressure on you or a little bit more expectation or a little bit like you're more responsible. Like that's not true. And it's like, you could try to force yourself to believe that or get that or, or whatever, or you could just go with what I call the path of least resistance, which is more aligned for you anyway. And just do what feels super easy to do. And then if naturally you feel called to raise your rates and do something different, you will. Or if you don't, then that's awesome too. Like, I love it. And I I think it's also a a bandwidth thing. So I knew when we first adopted our girls that I didn't have the mental bandwidth to hold space for clients at pretty much any price. All I could do for a bit was fairly detached courses and trainings where no one was pulling on me and no one needed anything from me. And I remember a couple of months into when the girls came to live with us and it was, it was a very challenging adoption and we had a really, really rough first six months six, eight months. And then the pandemic came, but anyway, we're doing great now. And I was at a, at a show of my favorite band, Tegan and Sarah. I've seen them like 67 times now. (laughs) And I was sat there watching them and my wife was looking after the girls because 
we couldn't leave them with anyone else or anything like that. And I just remember crying in this show because it was the first time in months and months and months that nobody needed anything from me. Nobody, there was, there was, I didn't have to do anything, but just be there. And like, if you're in that place where I was in my life, you can't take on clients, like you can't hold space for them. But it, it's, it's a, so it's a seasonal, a seasons of our lives thing in terms of the, the format that we might want to make our offers. So like you said, like it's okay to change. And then a few months later, like the middle of, no, it was a bit longer, but the middle of last year, I was in a much better place. And that's when I was able to launch my higher ticket group coaching program, knowing that I had the emotional bandwidth to hold space for people in a container like that. And it wasn't even about pricing or not. Like sometimes we just, and that's another reason I love day of Voxer. It's one day and I don't have to hold space for that client beyond that day. Like I feel like I can get myself together to do it for the day. And I was offering day of boxer in that time and that was okay, but I couldn't do anything bigger or longer. So what you can manage is just as important for the types of offers you're putting out as well as what you want to charge and all sorts of other factors. You really solved that for yourself. Cause I know some people like with some clients who have a lot going on for whatever reason, it's like, they think they have to do one-on-one coaching a certain way. And it's like, Mm -hmm. but you don't actually want all those calls on your calendar. You don't want someone pinging your phone all day. So of course no one's signing up. Like, I do think that can really be like a energetic block as well. So I love that you did that. And also like, just acknowledging like most, (laughs) like I was a new mom to one baby. You guys (laughs) can parents to two, like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I can only imagine that. Oh my gosh. I was saying to someone recently, I think the reason 2020 was such a great year for me was because, not a great year, it was a hard year, but it wasn't as hard as my 2019 had been. Like that was such a long, hard year and my business just looks so different now as I expected it would, but it looks different in ways, and I'm sure you're the same, like your business looks different in ways you could never uh-huh. have expected. Um, I always thought before getting kids, I would either be the kind of mom that just didn't care about her business anymore and just was so obsessed with her children. And I just like worked to make money or I would kind of like, <laughs> not that I wouldn't like my kids, but like <laughs> I would, you know, want to be focusing on my business just as much, if not more. And I found that it's not even that I've landed somewhere in the middle. It's kind of like this triangle and it's just this completely different experience and relationship with my life, my time, my goals, all of that. Now I've got kids and it's just changed and adapted. And I'm so grateful that I have this experimental, playful like approach to my business because it has allowed me to ride the ups and downs of adoption, a difficult adoption, and then (laughs) the pandemic last year, which was just bananas. Um, But if I hadn't have had that experimental attitude, I think 
I just I don't even know what would have happened like it would just been so much worse than it was in many ways yeah and I'm grateful that you get to share that with so many people and and show them that like you do not have to just push through it and the way everyone else is doing business barely work for you, you know, mm-hmm. like it up and you can, you can adjust it. So I feel like we could just keep going and like, of course. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> but I feel like this is, this was such a good episode. And I really hope people are seeing from this that like, you truly can question things that don't feel completely aligned for you and experiment. You don't have to get it right. You just experiment, play with it. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, that's fine. You know, I love it. So thank you so much for sharing that with everybody. I'm so happy that you got to be here today and talk about that. Thank you. (laughs) Can you let everyone know? So people who are like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Like this is resonating so much. Where can they come follow you, hang out with you, get more content like this? So if you go to elizabethgoddard.co.uk forward slash pod, P-O-D, you will find a selection of my different freebies on different things. Like I said, I've got so many offers. So go have a look there and see if there's any that take your fancy. And then I'm also getting more into Instagram again. Um, I feel like Instagram is not the new thing, but I'm getting back into it. And I'm Elizabeth Goddard underscore UK on Instagram. So come say hi there too. Perfect. And we will link all of that for everyone. Elizabeth, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.